It's time to discover your spiritual identity with your host, Mike Shree. There are hundreds of names and titles given to God's people that powerfully reveal who you are, why you exist, and what your purpose is in this world. Each one pulls back the veil of a different aspect of who you are in Christ. Once you learn these names and titles and apply them to your life, you will rise up boldly to be all that God has called you to be. Are you ready? Here's Mike Shree. In Ephesians chapter 3, verses 3 through 6, Paul talked about a mystery that God revealed to him, a mystery that had been hidden from ages and generations, that because of what Jesus accomplished through his death, burial, and resurrection, the Gentiles should be made fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel. That's one of our God-given names, one of the titles that rest upon the people of God. We are referred to as partakers of his promise in Christ. And this program is going to pull back the veil on what that portion of your inheritance is all about. Now, if we are partakers of his promise in Christ, whose promise is it referring to? God's promise. Which promise is God referring to? That's an all-inclusive word. Just like the Bible is the word of God made up of many words, it is the promise of God made up of many promises. And there's 7,487 of them. Did you hear that? There are 7,487 promises in God's word. And all of those promises are deposited in Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ is the treasury, and you can enter into that treasure house of the promises of God that will enrich your life beyond description. Right after I became a Christian, I was introduced to this revelation that when I made Jesus the head of my life, when I accepted him as Lord of my life, I was positioned in Christ. In other words, he is the head and we, the individual believers, are like cells in the body and the same life of the blood, the same life of the breath that uh, enlivens the head, enlivens the body. And in like manner, Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches and the same life sap that flows through the vine flows through the branches also. In fact, Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches, he who abides in me. There those key words are. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. So can you see that once you become a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you are positioned under the headship of the Lord Jesus and connected to the vine, and through that vine flows the life sap of all that he is and all that he has into your life. So when I was first introduced to this, I went through the entire New Testament and found every place where the words in him, in Christ, in Jesus, in whom, 
in reference to the Lord Jesus, appeared and then found the promise attached to that position in Christ. And believe me, it revolutionized my whole way of thinking concerning my walk, my journey through this world, and what I could claim and how I could live in victory. And I want to share it with you today because you are a partaker of his promise in Christ. But God said, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And if you don't understand this portion of who you are, you can't tap into this spiritual wealth that is there waiting for you. So I'm going to cover some of the primary promises that are connected to this position. Ephesians 1.11 says, in him or in Christ, we have obtained an inheritance. So we've got to inspect what that inheritance is and then lay claim to it, confess it, declare it, proclaim it over our lives in order to see it manifested. And I love Philemon chapter 1 verse 6 that says, the sharing of your faith will become effective. Did you hear that? The sharing of your faith will become effective. So it's not only about you receiving this, but you having an impact on the world around you. The sharing of your faith will become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. There those powerful words are again, in Christ Jesus. So let's dig into this like a person searching for treasure. Let's dig down deeply into these verses, into these passages that declare what we have partaken of. If we are partakers of his promise in Christ, let's find out everything under the umbrella of that statement. All the promises that are given to us by virtue of our position in Christ. Let's start out with Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13. It says, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once afar off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. That's talking about how you at one time were estranged from God. You were separated from God. There was a barrier, a breach between you and God that could not be bridged by any human effort. You could not become good enough to enter a relationship with God. But in Christ Jesus, once you accepted him as head of your life, you who were once afar off have been brought near. The King James Version said you've been made nigh by the blood of Christ. How powerful that is. In other words, you have been brought into the same intimacy with the Father that Jesus, the firstborn son, enjoys because of the washing of the blood of Jesus. The second promise is you've been made new. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. When Jesus enters into your heart and life, you do not just enter into some kind of rehabilitation program where you try to fix up bad habits by the right kind of positive affirmation in your life in order to have behavior modification. It's not just a program to change your character by human effort. It is a recreation of who you are. 
In fact, the Bible says, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God or enter the kingdom of God. And that word again is the Greek word anathen that is also translated from above. So if you are born again, you are born from above. And God said in Ezekiel chapter 36 that he would put a new spirit in you and a new heart in you and would take out of you the heart that was like stone and give you a heart of flesh, a sensitive and feeling and submissive heart. That's wonderful that you become a new creation. And now the regenerated spirit in you is infused with the presence of God. No wonder everything changes. And that's because you are in Christ. And now your daily demand is to put off the old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful lust, be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new man, which is created in Christ Jesus. It is created in righteousness and true holiness. And so God saturates that new creation part of you with his righteousness and with his holiness. That is absolutely fantastic. And we may touch on that again in just a few minutes. But also this involves freedom from your past, freedom from condemnation, Romans chapter 8 verses 1 and 2 says it this way, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. That is such a power-packed section of Scripture. Two verses that will totally transform your life if you take hold to them. Think of it, that if you are in Christ, there is no condemnation. God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And God did not send his Son into your life and into your heart to condemn you, but rather to free you from condemnation. And listen to the second verse, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And the Greek word for life there is zoe, which means divine life. Suke, P-S-U-C-H-E, means natural life, normal human life. Like take no thought for your life, what you shall drink, what you shall eat, Jesus said. That's suke. But when he said, he that believes on me has everlasting life, that's zoe. That's divine life, God life, resurrection life. And the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. What is the law of sin and death? James summed it up powerfully. He said, when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. Now, lust is more than sexual or sensual desire. Lust is self-centered desire and craving. It's all about me mentality. And when lust is conceived, it brings forth sin. And sin is anything that falls short of the mark of perfection. When lust is conceived, it brings forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. And that's mental death, emotional death, physical death, spiritual death, death in every arena of your life. It comes in on you. It grips you. It overtakes you. It overcomes you if sin is not held at bay. And the way to overcome sin 
and the ultimate consequences of sin is the law of the spirit of life that is in Christ. Because if you are in Christ, there is a constant flow of the life of God through you, just like there's a constant flow of natural blood through your circulatory system. You have a vast circulatory system. In fact, if you were to line up all the veins and arteries and capillaries and microscopic capillaries into one line that is in an adult human body, your circulatory system would stretch around the world two and a half times at the equator. That's a mind-blowing reality, but it's true that Every single cell has to have a constant blood supply. And so God has created that vast of a circulatory system in you because when the blood flows by every cell in the body, it rejuvenates that cell. It saturates that cell with life-giving breath from the lungs, oxygen from the lungs, and life-giving nutrients from the digestive system. And then it extracts all the toxins and poisons from the cell, and that's what keeps your body alive and vigorous. The same thing is true spiritually. Just like natural blood flows through your body constantly without any conscious effort on your part, the blood of Jesus flows through your spirit constantly without any conscious effort on your part. And every moment the blood touches you, you're being made alive all over again. No wonder, no wonder, no weapon formed against you shall prosper because you have access to the life of God and the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made you free from the law of sin and death. Now, I'm just going to go through a few more. There's such a, a tremendous resource in the New Testament that conveys to us this inheritance that we have in him. For instance, 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, God made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Not only is this new man, this new creation man created in righteousness, it's actually infused with the righteousness of God. That's how righteous you appear in the sight of heaven. It's an imparted gift, according to Romans 5, 17. Then Ephesians 1, 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. So you're already blessed. That's the present perfect tense. It means something that's happened in the past, but continues to the present and most likely will continue on into the future. So you're already blessed with all the joy, all the peace, all the goodness, all the strength, all the power, all the authority that you need. You're already blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. That's worth shouting over right now. In fact, you ought to just lift up your hands unless you're driving, of course. Lift up your hands and start praising God, accepting your blessings. You are resurrected and enthroned in Christ. Ephesians 2, 6 says, God has raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So you are already functioning in a spiritual heavenly realm. Praise God. And Colossians 2 verses 9 and 10 says, In him, speaking of the Lord Jesus, in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him. 
You're not an incomplete person. You are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. No wonder, no wonder, no wonder, 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, Now thanks be unto God who always leads us in the triumph that is in Christ. If you are in Christ, all things work together for your good. If you are in Christ, no matter what you face in life, you've got a promise powerful enough to combat it. If you are in Christ, the enemy is under your feet. And if you are in Christ, 2 Corinthians one twenty should be the banner over your life. That verse says, all the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. So go through this list and start confessing these promises over your life. In fact, if you will email me from my website, that's shreveministries.org, shreveministries.org. I will send you the complete list of all the in him, in Christ scriptures that reveal your inheritance. That's my free gift to you. I want to bless your life with this revelation. So go to shreveministries.org and go to contact us and then send me a message and say, please send me the list of in him scriptures and I will get it to you as soon as possible. God bless you. I pray that this episode has been a blessing to you and that it will grow in its impact in your life. Thank you for listening to Discover Your Spiritual Identity with Mike Shree, a podcast designed to cause a spiritual awakening in your life. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, cpnshows.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss new episodes. You can go deeper into this amazing revelation of the names God has given his people by getting your copy of Mike Shreve's book titled, Who Am I? Dynamic Declarations of Who You Are in Christ. We also invite you to visit our website, shreveministries.org, and sign up to be part of our global internet family, a group of on-fire believers who are bold to proclaim, I am who God says I am, I have what God says I have, and I will be what God says I will be.